0: The problem, Kyle, is that people are not recognizing that we're not all going to get on the same page.
1: Is the thought of being imperfect keeping you from taking action? Welcome to Inspired Action for Imperfect Humans. Each week, we give you real life stories and thought-provoking research that inspires your soul to live a more fulfilled life through your own actions. From the heart of Calgary, Canada, here are your hosts, award-winning coaches Christopher Lawrence and Kyle Kalou. Welcome
2: to another exciting week of imperfect action—no, inspired action for imperfect humans. Uh, Christopher, one day I'm going to get this right, like you know. I don't
0: think me. you will actually, but I feel like that is uh,
2: perfect because it's imperfect. Oh, I like that. I like that. Um, I'm going to remember you say that when I don't do something right uh, in the business. I'm going to remember you said exactly that. And I'm going to remind you of how you loved it. Remember? You loved it that time? Okay. Well, listen. Yeah, this this time. This welcome to part two. This is part two, and I had to bring this back, Christopher, because some stuff that was happening since we did part one on Part two of what bus. Kyle? Implici- so you can't even wait for it, eh? No, you can't because you even wait for it. That's correct. Okay, so. good. Thank you. Um, this is part two of how does implicit bias influence your behavior, right? And so I want to get into that. Before we get into the the other piece of it, let me just, for those who are listening this week, and maybe you did not listen to the first uh, part of uh, part one, which I know you're going to go back and look at, let me just tell you a little bit about what implicit bias is, because I know you're hearing different things about biases and all that other stuff. But let me just, for the context of this episode, and. Implicit bias is an unconscious uh, association, belief, or attitude towards any social group. Due to implicit biases, people may often attribute certain qualities or characteristics to all members of a particular group, a a phenomenon known as stereotyping, right? I just want to point out, it is really important to remember that implicit biases operates almost entirely at an unconscious level. While explicit biases uh, and prejudices are intentional and controllable, implicit biases are less so. I want to ask you about a post you did recently, and I know we didn't get a chance to chat a, lot of, a little bit about it, so you may have to take a few seconds to go find that post that you recently did that I think I mentioned uh, was interesting, and I didn't finish reading the rest of it, so I, I wanted to hear you talk a little bit. It's all about the whole vaccine, do you vaccine, not vaccine, and all that other stuff. Do you know the post I'm talking about? I do, and actually, I
0: have it up here, um, okay. but, but I want to be really clear about something it wasn't about vaccines
2: okay
0: that was the subject that i i mentioned in it and so i'm i'm gonna read this post because i think i got fed up like i i seriously got fed up with kind of how our planet right now like seems to think we can summarize complex issues like vaccines or politics or, you know, religion or economic systems in a few words Mm. in a meme or a shoddy metaphor, like comparing vaccine passports to having a driver's license or an iPhone. Right. Like, um, and, and, and I think it's sloppy on both sides. Right. So
2: so, so what you said, just to be clear it's not just about the whole vaccine passport or the vaccine it's just in general like things that's things one example just, i gave okay okay yeah right? i'll like, be honest with you i did not finish read the rest of it i thought it was well, uh, let's, a lot of, let's let's do stuff it right now it. <clears throat> okay let's let's hear it So
0: i put in big capital letters the word shame because i wanted people Uh-oh. to read it and i knew that they would read it if i put that okay so <laughs> so what i said
2: Mm-hmm. Was, <clears throat>
0: I find it astounding that many of you on Facebook seem to believe you can summarize issues as complicated as vaccines and vaccine passports, economic systems, government policy, policing, racism, gender inequality, etc., with a few brief words, loose analogies, changing your Facebook photo frame and poor metaphors. No matter what side you are on, it's sloppy, it's uneducated, and most of all, it's not changing anyone's mind. All it does is create factions and further implicit bias. It is possible to be embarrassed, sorry, is it possible to be embarrassed to be a human being? Because right now, I am. I'm hurting inside proper discourse is a start discourse I define it discourse is a verbal interchange of ideas especially conversation a formal and orderly and usually extended expression of thought on a subject connected speech or writing a linguistic unit such as a conversation or story larger than a sentence Mm -hmm. but instead Everyone is spouting garbage. Your memes and analogies are sloppy garbage. I was shamed for celebrating Canada Day this year. But what nobody knows.
2: That's I'll continue. I gotta clear my throat for a second. Yeah, I I, I it's interesting what you're writing so far right because it's i understand your viewpoint around these are complex things that we can't just boom here's one thing on it you know i'm i'm i want you to hear the rest of it because i have a, f- a few more additional thoughts on um how how else can someone start the conversation totally so i think so it's interesting
0: because i think that my, my point up to this point was that mm. people are making these these statements and these loose metaphors for, for our political system or or you know, maybe even looking at like Donald Trump and comparing him to Hitler in three actions Donald Trump took that mm-hmm. looked similar to what Hitler did, right. right? but but it's such an understatement of the complexity of those issues.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I never would have voted for Donald Trump, but I felt sorry for him because like, you know, everybody's like, he's crazy. He's crazy. Well, if the man is crazy, that means he has a mental illness. And I don't treat people with a mental illness as poorly as our media and people on social media treated right. him.
2: Fair point. Yeah, I
0: fair started point. to feel sorry for him. Mm-hmm. Like, holy shit. Yeah. Right. And and it's like, and I'm not saying he was the right leader, but he was their leader. Right. In the United States. Mm-hmm. We have the same issue here with Justin Trudeau right now. Mm-hmm. Right it's like so so here's how I continue. Mm-hmm. We just we've just defined discourse. I say but instead of discourse everyone is spouting garbage. Your memes and analogies are sloppy garbage. I was shamed for celebrating Canada Day this year. But n- what nobody knows is that I was celebrating Canada Day at Heritage Park so in Calgary this is a like a it's a little park it's got like a little heritage village in it it's really cute i love it Great we get an annual pass every right. there right mm-hmm. i was celebrating canada day at heritage park and one of the first places we stopped was at the first nations teepees we learned about their culture asked them how they were doing made sure we understood what supporting them needed to look like so to those that shamed me what did you do change your facebook cover orange mm-hmm. Have you actually had discourse with a First Nations person? Or a policeman? Or a POC? Have you had a conversation with a liberal or a conservative? Mm -hmm. Or if you're in the US, Republican or Democrat? Discourse, like what is defined above? Have you had discourse with a vaxxer or anti-vaxxer without trying to convince them that you are right? And just listened? Have you shared in thought and idea? Or did you hide behind your Facebook post meme or short sentence summary in fear that someone else may believe differently than you? Right. You see that there is no one right way for everyone? It's not black and white. These issues are complex. Instead of seeing this, you choose to be right in your rightness by posting sloppy, disgusting, and uneducated comments without actually learning what the other side is saying or why they're saying it in the first place. The only attack on our freedom right now is narrow-minded, biased thinking without questioning your own biases. I don't like our world anymore. I feel lonely because I refuse to choose sides. And I feel constantly inundated with memes that make you think you're right, but you're not right. Instead, you have a perspective Do you go out of your way to question and challenge your perspective and biases? Or do you enter all conversations with perspective of your rightness and convincing others they are wrong? I will leave you with this quote from Ayn Rand. Before before I leave you with a quote, this is the part that drives me nuts. I think Black Lives Matter is a really important movement, but people are lost in the messaging because what people don't understand is that If you look at social research in North America, you are more likely to be killed by a police officer if you are Caucasian, whereas if you are a person of color or black, specifically in the research, they're more likely to get handsy with you. They're more likely to kind of push you around and get their hands on you. But people don't know that when they're fighting for all this stuff. I'm not saying that the George Floyd thing was wrong. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is that white people aren't the only ones that are racist. That's extremely narrow-minded. And I think that the POC and Black Lives Matter movement is getting lost in the shuffle of bad information. The work that these people are actually doing on BLM is being overshadowed by people's sloppy approach to this situation same thing with gender inequality Is happening like it's it's brutal so here's this quote Mm
2: -hmm.
0: i'll leave you with this quote from ayn rand as a human being you have no choice about the fact that you need a philosophy Your only choice is whether you define your philosophy by a conscious, rational, disciplined process of thought and scrupulously logical deliberation, or you let your subconscious accumulate a junk heap of unwarranted conclusions, false generalizations, undefined contradictions, undigested slogans. I'll also add memes, shitty metaphors, whatever. (laughs) Undefined wishes, doubts and fears thrown together by chance, but integrated by your subconscious into a kind of mongrel philosophy and fused into a single solid weight of self-doubt. Like a ball and chain in the place where your mind's wings should have grown.
2: Whoa, 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 whoa. That's that's a lot. Great
0: quote. Girl, I'm so sick of it. Like, I'm so tired of this. This, it's like, it's like you you know, every, every third post on social media is something mm-hmm. about how, you know, someone feels their freedom is being taken away because of mm-hmm. vaccine and some vaccine passports. Go and talk to somebody who's an anti-vaxxer, like I did, and understand mm-hmm. their position and recognize that some of their points are really valid. There are breakthrough viruses that are happening because, you know, with vaccinated people. Somebody posted, you know, uh, a young guy on my... Facebook uh, uh, was make on my Facebook wall posted. He's double vaxxed and he has COVID right now.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So to somebody who who is is not vaccinated, they're trying to understand. They're trying to understand why should I go get vaccinated, right? Like they're trying to understand that, right? E- you know, and I'm not saying that they're right. And I know that there's you know people make posts like if you disagree with a scientist, then then you just don't understand science this is another post that i saw this morning and i'm just like i'm like but but not all science is aligned in the same way either not all of the people not all of the experts are aligned with things like covid or politics or or whatever I, i think this is these are way more complex
2: issues and there won't be a single right answer right um, and this is this is this is a really good conversation. The reason why is although it's heavy, I remember when I was watching a lot of movies about the AIDS epidemic and HIV, and I was just like, oh my god, another movie, right? I've seen another movie about as uh, the slave, and the right. And you can get someone inundated by a lot of these things over and over without kind of context. So I'm just curious, based on what you wrote, uh, and I don't know what some of your replies have been actually because I haven't really seen that. But based on what you wrote, if you had to bottom line it. If you had to just really simplify you know, the the main issue, what you were trying to address, and if, if everyone, anyone who read that, everyone who was listening to you, sometimes we do struggle with the, what should I walk away with here? So what would you say the bottom line thing there in that message?
0: I think there's a couple of bottom line messages here. First mm-hmm. bottom line message is, is don't be sloppy about your education and other people. Don't use sloppy metaphors that that do not summarize the complexity of the issues that our world is facing. You, you wanna understand the BLM movement? You have to understand slavery. You have to understand the NAACP and the fact that they were called a terrorist organization. We call the Taliban who right now has, has taken over Afghanistan, and they're saying, just leave us alone, we want to govern ourselves. That's what they're mm-hmm. saying. I don't know right. what's going to happen, right. but not all things for all people. Mm-hmm. NAACP, which is basically what got rights in South Africa for um, uh, uh, black people and mm-hmm. for Indian people, although mm-hmm. Indian people came sooner because of Gandhi, but right. But the NAACP was a terrorist organization Mm -hmm. and they did bomb pipelines and energy and power and and the rest of it. But 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 to understand why they did that, you have to understand slavery. Mm -hmm. If you want to understand the disparaging gap between education, between persons of color and white people, Caucasian people in the United States or in Canada with First Nations people, you have to understand colonization and slavery, Mm -hmm. but but people don't dig that deep. Mm -hmm. They don't dig that deep. So the core messages are, sorry, girl, can you tell I'm impassioned about this? (laughs) Core messages are, don't be sloppy about your messaging. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Don't be sloppy about your messaging. Second one, be kind to those that don't see the world the same way you do. Third message, check your bias Mm -hmm. go have a conversation research why the other side thinks they're right Mm -hmm. just from an educate from an academic perspective not from a i'm gonna check off every
2: reason why i know that their position is wrong Mm-hmm. or prove to me prove to me that's the other Proof thing that to me, Prove to me prove to me tell me when he did that when did he do that's that that's it and you're not interested in the answer is what i noticed in those conversations. can i share that, with you that's what the I've point got? that's the point they're not
0: interested in the answer and it's yeah. sloppy that's why it's and sloppy. i think our yeah. media doesn't take responsibility for it because that's not their goal their goal is ratings they have a job just like mm-hmm. everybody else mm-hmm. and social media is extremely sloppy It's very rare to get an educated uh, perspective on social media in in a shitty meme.
2: And and education is one thing, it's what you do with that. You know, you heard the expression before, you know, knowledge is power, and I'm like, "Mm." Continue it, because it's It's not just knowledge. It's what you do with knowledge. (laughs) Absolutely. It's what you do with that said knowledge. Here's what I got from when I heard you reading a little bit about that, and based on the bottom line that you just kind of offered about making sure you're checking your biases. The impression I get, the story I tell myself is quite a few people are trying to speak, or the impression I'm getting that they're trying to speak from the absolute. And that is the problem, because no one has the absolute. Right, And so when they're pointing their finger and they're saying, oh, this is what has happened, it's, it's almost like the impression is they're speaking from an absolute. But we know we do not mm-hmm. have the absolute. And so, you know, lately, last couple of days, and I don't know about you because I know you, you've been away. And prior to that, I didn't get a chance to connect with you. Um, but a lot of my clients are talking about it. And I'm hearing a lot of absolute. You know, why is our government this? How come our government doesn't do this? Why is the business doing this? Why is my employer doing this? Why is my employee doing that? And it's all absolute absolutes. And I'm like, you know, you know, I had one client who said, you know, why does not the government show us both sides of the story and, you know, before making a decision? I said, in your business, do you show both sides of the story before you make a decision to your employees? Like there's certain things that you're just not going to have all this other information. It's like And the you point is, is that a decision has
0: to be made.
2: Mm-hmm. Because like, yeah, if so, you do nothing, so, then what? That's right. So
0: to the people who aren't in support of the vaccine, if you were the leader of your province, your city, province or country, what decision would you have made? Well, they might say something like, well, I wouldn't have done this. I wouldn't have. You know, vaccine, this and that. And it's like, okay. And to those that were in support of the vaccine who are now fighting because they feel like their freedom is being taken away because you didn't want to do it, how would you respond to them? This is a lose, lose, lose situation because no matter what position you choose, somebody's going to disagree with you. And the problem, Kyle, is that people are not recognizing that we're not all going to get on the same page. Mm-hmm. And people are fervent in their opinions. They believe this mm-hmm. or this. And mm-hmm. and where I fall is a little bit centrist. So it's like, I'm vaccinated. I'm really, you know, the jury's really still out on vaccine passports. I really don't think that's a good idea. Personally, it's one thing going to another country. It's a totally different thing walking into a restaurant. I think as as somebody who has been discriminated against for my sexual orientation over and over and over again, I'm not sure that I want to expose my my medical records. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure that I want that exposed.
2: Yeah, And we already right? have a lot of those different divides. I mean, for example, if you have an STI, do. STI you don't have to tell anyone you have an STI. But if you That's have right. HIV positive, you have to. Right. So again, so again, you you kind of come Mm -hmm. back and say, well, which which is it? And I think one thing I wanted to unpack a little bit, and I hope people who are listening and watching today at least hear the undertone of this message is about Christopher could have a different point of view like I do. And we can still have um, discourse. We can still have a conversation. We can still engage. It doesn't have to be an all or nothing coming back to that absolute, because we see it sometimes, you know, in other counterparts of uh, the world, like, If you're a Republican, you can't emphasize or empathize with the Democrats, you know what I mean? And that's the same thing here. I always say to people, whoever the prime minister is in my country, that's who I support. Regardless of party, if he's a prime minister, I'm going to be respectful for the prime minister. I'm not going to say Stephen. I'm going to call him Prime Minister Harper. Regardless of my view, regardless of, you know, being a liberal person, again, I, he's my prime mm-hmm. minister and I've always showed him that due respect, right? And I think that's the piece that we find it's an us or them mentality, which I think comes back to that whole absolute. And so what we're seeing. is... And then is we just support it- each other's anger and sloppiness.
0: Like you make one of these sloppy posts about, you know, whatever you know Justin Trudeau or or Aaron O'Toole or mm-hmm. or Jagmeet Singh or mm-hmm. Ellie May. you know like you make a sloppy post about this stuff and if people agree with you it's like 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 and they get a dopamine response saying yes exactly this is my point point. and somebody yeah. and else comes along up. and says this yeah. isn't my point but we're actually not listening to each other we're just so busy making noise talking to each other but we're not even talking to each other we're talking at each other so kyle I, I have a point. question
2: Sorry, go do go ahead and make your I, next
0: point and I want to ask yeah, you a
2: question. I, I, I want to, so it's the second point that you had mentioned about being kind. And based on what you just said, the comments and the things I see, it's so mean spirited. When they're calling someone a tool, when they're calling what an idiot, when you like, it's just all these things that we see. And, you know, a client said to me the other day about, you know, I'm the freedom, I'm going to the freedom rally. And I just, like, again, my view, I said, I I have 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 an issue personally with group calling that freedom, the vaccine or not being vaccine. I don't know if I associate that with freedom, so to speak, knowing our history, cultural pieces around what we've gone through when we talk about freedom, freedom to marry, freedom to vote, freedom. Like there's so many other things. I don't know if I would put that in the category with vaccination, but there's this thing about that whole uh, freedom pieces. And I said, here's my thing, if you're going to call it that freedom thing and you are the type of person who you were there on the front line for BLM, you were there on the front line for women's rights, you were there on the front line for LGBT, that great. But a lot of these folks I find and what I'm seeing is they're waving the flag about, oh, I'm here for freedom. I'm like, where were you with, you know, transgendered rights? Where were you with, you know, making sure people are fed? Where oh, were you? what about during <laughs> the the HIV, like, what about the, the epidemic, HIV yeah. pandemic? Yeah. Uh, epidemic? Yeah.
0: <clears throat> like, where were you with that? But, but this is interesting too, because the assumption, the implicit bias, that people make, is in the definition of freedom. Yeah. To the to the drug addicts across the street who are literally mm-hmm. injecting inside them right now that we can look yeah. down on and see and mm-hmm. have called nine one one on
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: in our office, mm-hmm. you know, since we've been here, what, three four years? Three years <clears throat> three years, yeah, three and a half. Years three years. On three and a half years actually we've been in this office uh, we've called 911 for that situation seeing people lying in a parking lot literally in the center of a parking lot with people driving around them probably called 911 at least six or seven or eight times a year mm-hmm. because of something going on down there so so is capitalism freedom to that person
2: mm-hmm. interesting
0: or is socialism or communism freedom to that person the part of the implicit bias is what freedom is. Part of the implicit bias is how you define your rights. You know, everyone should have to have a, I am definitely a vaccine supporter. But do I think everyone should have to fa- have a vaccine? Not necessarily. No. Do I think everyone needs to be properly educated? Yes, mm-hmm. I do, so that they can make their own decision. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Right. I think that people need to know the longer that we don't have vaccines, the more variants we the more people that aren't vaccinated, the more variants we are likely to have, the longer we are to be in this. I think people need to know that. Right. But this this will be around forever now. Like COVID will never go away, just like the common cold or the flu. It will never, ever, ever, ever go away.
2: Yeah. Right. And and that's the other part is. we have to be mindful that because of our implicit and explicit biases is that we may not have the absolute on the information. So you have to do with what you do have access to, right? And that's not because you're not doing anything. That's because you, like we said earlier, we heard from Christopher saying earlier, is having those engaging Mm conversations. If you truly want to understand, go from a place of curiosity and not, well, Kyle, prove to me that there's a cure. Prove to me that. I can prove that to you. I've made a decision with information. conversation
0: with have exactly have a conversation with with someone who has different political views but go from a listening perspective and a curious perspective without trying to make a point without trying to get your point across let me tell you where i did this great story it was with my stepdad my stepdad um uh, has a christian background that's his history um i believe that he's still believes in biblical things, but he has a, a more modern interpretation at this stage. And we, he and I were talking about it just a few weeks ago about um, when I came out of the closet and he said, he said, Christopher, uh, he said, he said, the Bible is right and your lifestyle is wrong. And this is why I do believe it's a choice. And so what I did, and I was, man, super anxious. Like I shook through (laughs) the whole thing because he's a, you know, he's a big guy. He's intimidating. He likes to get loud. He's a bulldozer in conversations. He's a former uh, Calgary police officer. So he kind of holds that mentality. Um, You know, like just if we're talking about a stereotype, he was a police officer, I believe in the seventies and eighties in Calgary. And. And so I was extremely intimidated and afraid of this conversation, but I stayed curious and I just kept asking and asking and asking questions. What it boiled down to is I finally said to him, tell me about the first time that you knew a girl was like a girl. Yeah. And yeah. he told me his story. And I said, you know, the interesting thing about that is that my story is exactly the same.
1: Mm,
2: wow.
0: Except it was a boy and it was in the circumstance And that's when I knew a boy was a boy.
2: And who can deny that experience?
0: And I said, so I'm really confused about your messaging. Mm. And literally he grabbed his cup and his hands were shaking, took a sip, sat back, crossed his legs and his hands got really big. And he says, well, you've just shattered my understanding of this. Mm -hmm. Or it gets me emotional. Yeah. And in that moment, he and I developed the most fervent respect for each other. Mm. Even though we don't see eye to eye on so many things, he and I can go and have those conversations without destroying each other. We don't have to agree. And we don't even agree to disagree. What we agree to is understanding Mm -hmm.
2: and we have a great relationship. I love that. I really, I really love that story. And I I want to add a little bit to that before we kind of wrap up here. I want to add a little bit to that. And and this week, we're not really going to give you any top three things or anything like that. I really just want to let this podcast sit with you. And and the only thing I would ask is for you to to reflect on some of this. And you may have to listen to it again and just slow it down and stop Specifically, the inspired action
0: Mm -hmm. is to be imperfect in recognizing that your implicit bias is imperfect
2: and to check it just check it yeah, just kind of being aware of it. So here's a story I'm going to share with you. Just happened to me last night. So on my way home, and of course, you know, we're always excited to going home because now we're like, the day's done. We're transitioning to getting into the home side. Things are going to be a little bit easier, right, when you're at home because you're thinking about dinner, you're thinking about either working out, you're thinking about you're going to read, you're going to watch Netflix, whatever, right? So I'm about, I am pulled into the garage and then I see the phone on my car display comes up and says this Ottawa number is calling me. And it wasn't 888 or 800 or anything. And I think to myself, you know, because right now we get so skeptical answering the phone because there's all these auto dialers and all these things that just wanna verify your number, see who answers or whatever, some BS is gonna happen. But for some reason, I picked the call. I took the call. Pulled into the drive in, didn't get out, didn't even turn off the car. And the person said, You know, hi, I'm such and such. Um, I am here to support. And it was for a liberal party, right? Because, you know, we're going through an election. Elections coming up, and it's for a liberal party. And I said to myself, I just want to understand something. I said, Are you in Ottawa right now, right? Because I'm in Calgary, Ottawa, you know that whole rivalry that happens between the West and the East and whatever, specifically Ontario. And so he goes, well, no, it's an Ottawa number, yes, but I'm not actually in Ottawa right now. I actually came out to Calgary to support the Liberal uh, member that is, um, you know, is running right now in the city. And I said, so let me understand this. So you're from Ottawa, using an Ottawa number, calling someone in Calgary with a 403 number, you know, out here in the West, knowing what you know already about how we feel usually, generally people feel about Ontario, and you're gonna ask me to support a Liberal member. And he goes, He still had his high chipper, really energized voice. Didn't even, you know, he didn't even dip a little bit. He goes, yes, sir, that's exactly what I'm doing. And I said, thank you for doing that. And I said, after all, like, you really, he goes, I think I'm a sucker for punishment. And I said, thank you for doing that. And I said, you know what? I want you to know, thank you for doing that work, right? So regardless of what that looks like, whoever that party is, you're still going to make that call. You, you're you still going to see how you can drum that support. And I told him, I said, I'll support it for sure, right? I said, from see, my personal view And
0: and, and, he, and you could do the same with the conservative party because absolutely. it's kindness. You could say... I, you know, this isn't, I'm I'm not going to
2: vote for you, but man, I have so much respect for what you do. Absolutely. I think if I was in Ontario, knowing what I know, I'd probably do the exact same thing because I know I expect the call out here. Right. And he said to me, you know what, sir? And I said, okay, you could call me Kyle. Um, right? I, said, <laughs> um, I said, he goes, this is probably one of the nicest conversations I've had. And so just thank you for for that. And I'm glad he said that because he's he's recognized it because I know it's not an easy gig, right? It's almost like people in sales. It's not an easy gig when you're out there knocking on doors and cold calling. It's not an easy gig. And, you know, I think we did a podcast on rejection and then if we didn't, we were going to do one, right? Because it's not an easy thing. And the fact that he did all that and still right that takes something that takes someone who's mindful that hey i may get some rubs based on what you just said about checking the bias i may he may have an implicit bias of i know people are not going to be so overwhelming i know people are going to you know uh, hung up the phone on me i know people are going to probably say one or two flavor things he didn't mention any of those things to me but he just said this is one of the nicest conversation and he's like i wish you a great evening and i said thank you right so i think it's possible what we've been talking about is about being mindful and checking that in. You could still, like Christopher just said, you could still have a conversation with someone says, I appreciate the call, not my party, but I appreciate the call, or I don't like the platform. I don't, whatever that is for you. And you can still be a kind person. So uh, we hope, well, I'll leave you with that today. Uh, We want to let you know, we are really all about community. One thing that we've just launch is our Facebook group on the same title of our podcast. So Inspired Action for Imperfect Humans. This is not just about us. We want to build a community where we could have these conversations, where people could also help other people, where people can have a place that they can go and have a conversation without feeling that they're judged and all this other stuff. So if you're on Facebook and you're interested in this group, please search for it. Um, Request to be joined to the group. We will see you in that community. Until next week, take care.
1: It's our goal to build a global community of inspired action takers. And we can only do that with your help. So if you love inspired action, please leave a review on your favorite podcasting app and share us on your socials. You've heard from us. Now we want to hear from you. Go to inspiredactionpodcast.ca and tell us what is the inspired action you took this week. Next week on Inspired Action for Imperfect Humans.
0: Tara, Tara looked at him and said, John, I'm not your slave and I'm not your lackey. I did my job and maybe you needed to be here on time so that you could help troubleshoot some of these issues. And if you have a problem with it, why don't you deal with IT? I am done working for you in this moment. I'm going to leave the room. Good luck.